Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. The price you paid for my life God's perfect sacrifice Sufficient for me The blood of God to atone My sin you made your own you have set me free You alone have risen You alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Good Saturday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Victory Over Sin, and my name is Mark Rennick. It's at this point of the show in which we attempt to do, share with you how we are funded and what we attempt to do. Victory Over Sin is funded by Systemic Change of Idaho. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy organization uh, funded through St. Vincent de Paul here in southwest Idaho. And what we attempt to do is to share with you, the listener, the person who's listening to my voice today, what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration and those issues that we face on a daily basis. We think that you need to be educated about it and we think you don't understand all those things. So that's what we attempt to do. We do that in a radio show like this that you're going to listen to today, hopefully. And uh, if you want to go back on the archives, we've been doing this for almost two years. We've got all sorts of movers and shakers in the uh, Idaho area and nationally, for that matter, who address working with returning citizens and show us how to kind of go forward and to mold together to address those issues. We also do a very powerful PowerPoint that we come out and share with service groups, with churches, with your business. And what that does is about a 20-minute PowerPoint in which we articulate the issues that affect those of us who have been incarcerated, and it sparks questions, it sparks discussions. The very cool thing about this is that it is led by a returning citizen himself, him or herself for that matter, and they get to share. They stand a little taller, they stand a little prouder because they get to share some of the things that they have gone through and are going through at the current time. At the end of the show, I'm going to let you um, know how to contact me. If you're interested in any of these things, I will be happy to set up the appointment to see the PowerPoint. Or in particular, if you're driving around and you've been incarcerated and you would like to get involved with this process, I certainly want to hear from you and talk to you because there's all sorts of things that you can be doing for us in the future. Uh, this systemic change of Idaho came about, interestingly enough, from St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, we were innovative in the country in that we have a reentry conference for people who have come out of incarceration that deals specifically with you and I who have been coming out of incarceration. So you get out of incarceration, you call that number, and you say to them, I just got out of incarceration. And two people from St. Vincent de Paul come out and visit you. They help you with rent. They help you with clothing voucher. They'll give you a bus pass, perhaps give you a bicycle, and go forward. That group has been going for almost six and a half years now. And... It got some national attention within the confines of St. Vincent de Paul. And we had a visit from back east. A guy came out and said, hey, what would you do if you had some extra money? And Systemic Change of Idaho was formed. So that's basically what we're doing. We're linked very strongly with a group out of New York, too, called Just Leadership USA, in which they are attempting to take people like you and I who have been incarcerated and make better leaders out of them. Uh, that group, if you look them up on web, um, is engaged in doing that leadership. You can get involved with that organization also. The only thing they do is make better leaders. I would liken Saint, um, Just Leadership USA to 
a similar organization called AARP for seniors. Just Leadership USA is looking to become the advocacy organization for those of us who have been incarcerated. And if you're listening to my voice and you don't know this, I seem to say it all the time, 70 million people in this country have a felony conviction. And so as we unite and work together, we can affect that change. So I've got some interesting, two gentlemen, interesting who have developed a magazine that we're going to talk about here in a second, and we'll be right back. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Today we're lucky. Um, I'm excited. We get to we're going to meet two gentlemen from the East Coast who have developed a concept called Returning Citizens Magazine. I mean, I absolutely love this. And so, welcome to the show, Todd Du Bois and Patrick Foreman. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the air with me today. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Okay. Well, this hey, is, Mark. No problem. I, I mean, this is fantastic, man. I saw this online, and you guys use the term returning citizen, which not everybody does. And I'm just, I'm so pleased that you're doing this. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background. Todd, you're the CEO. You want to start? Uh, Sure. Uh, Yes, I'm the CEO of Returning uh, Citizens Magazine. And before we launched the magazine, uh, we actually had a website that was a newspaper, which was called reentrytimes.com. Okay. And we would list uh, daily articles, everything reentry, everything incarceration, and we would provide resources. And uh, you know, just it was a newspaper pretty much dedicated for the uh, reentry community. Okay. And as time went on, we decided uh, to go a different direction because because we wanted to give more in depth information on. Uh, individual topics that matter to individuals that were uh, coming back from incarceration. And that is how the uh, magazine was born. Okay. And Patrick's role is COO. What is that role? How do you guys work together? Patrick, you want to address that? Uh, We work together uh, phenomenally. Uh, How me and Todd actually met, to be honest, uh, besides it being just an act of God. (laughs) I love that. But... I actually, uh, I sit on the Planning District 16 Reentry Council in uh, my area here, and we were setting up our first uh, Returning Citizens Job Fair. Really? We said we need, we host job fairs, but you know what? We needed one for formerly incarcerated individuals, and we needed to actually focus directly on that. And I came across uh, Todd's newspaper, and I said, we need to have him here to speak to these employers because we were doing a workshop for the employers. And I said, we need the employers to know that 
this resource is out there, and we need him here. So that's how I actually met Todd. And I also go into the jails and do prison ministry. So I'm a retired Marine, 25 years in the Marine Corps, retired this year. And it's, it's just Thank amazing you. how God... Appreciate it, appreciate it. It's just amazing how God lined everything up with uh, what was in my heart. My heart was uh, helping individuals to actually set them up for success. That's what I did in the Marine Corps. I was a career planner, and I actually helped Marines set their careers up for success. And that's exactly what I wanted to do on the outside. Well, I think and that, that it is, just fell right in line. No, I think that's, that's, that's we serve an amazing God, obviously, uh, in terms of how all these things are coming together. So it seems to be almost an emerging field, too. You guys are based in the Washington, D.C. area, right? That is correct. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about your back. That's a little bit of background about Patrick. Todd, tell me a little bit about your background. It's military, too, correct? Sure. Uh, I'm a former Marine, just like uh, Patrick. I did not retire, but I honorably served. And I worked in administration. I worked uh, at the headquarters level in the Marine Corps, as well as at the uh, Pentagon and uh, stayed in the area after my retirement and and uh, uh, met a wonderful lady. And we are married, been married for about 27 years now. We have uh, three children. Okay. And uh, they're all grown, and I've got grandchildren now, and this is what occupies uh, a lot of my time is the magazine, uh, you know, just forming partnerships with other nonprofit organizations and uh, just really trying to get the word out and to let everyone know that we finally have a magazine that's dedicated yeah. uh, to the uh, justice-involved community. It's, you know, I find and it... also, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yep. that's okay. I was just, I'm, I'm always surprised when I run across, because neither one of you have, is there incarceration in your families? Neither one of you have been incarcerated, and yet you're willing to go out of your way for us, I guess you would say, and kind of push this issue to the forefront. Is it in either one of your backgrounds or families? or? Um, I've had friends and family. I've had family and, of course, uh, childhood friends uh, that have been incarcerated, and most recently, early this year, I had a cousin uh, that was released, and he had been in and out of prison probably for over 20 years. Right. But now he's out. He's uh, not on probation, and, uh, you know, he's living his life. But when he was first released, he called me, and we talked about it. And of course, I was very happy to hear that he had been released. And I asked him, uh, was there anything I could do for him? Mm-hmm. And his response was, help me find a job. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm I'm more willing to do that. And he was actually shocked that I was willing to take the time to do that because I think he must have asked other people and just realized uh, very quickly that, you know, it's, it's a challenge finding a job and it's also challenging uh, for someone to take time to really help you and be as passionate about it as you would be, you know, when you're trying to find employment and to get your life back on track. He eventually found a job. That's good. I, well, like I said, I thank both of you for getting involved with this and kind of jumping into the field. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Todd's been doing this for a while, but I do feel we're on the verge of this is a, a huge kind of um, uh, plateau, I think, that the country's moving towards in terms of addressing those of us who have been incarcerated. And I'm real excited that you guys are going forward with this. I'd love the cover. The cover is it's a slick 
cover magazine kind of situation. Tell us a little bit about how we get involved and how we can order the magazine. Well, we uh, we would love for you guys to get involved. And, of course, uh, your fellow Idahoans can go to the uh, web and they can order it, uh, www.returningcitizensmag.com. That's returningcitizens, with an S, mag.com. And it will have the different uh, options of ordering. They can order a uh, print magazine, which could be mailed to them, or if they want a digital subscription, they can have that, and they'll receive access right away. And finally, if they wanted a combination of digital and print, we could also accommodate that as well. So we try to, you know, give options for, uh, you know, the different audiences that would like to uh, read our magazine. Okay, so the people listening to me that have friends and relatives that have been incarcerated or in, currently incarcerated, they're pretty much going to need to do that for them and then actually put them out and have them subscribe and mail that to them. Is that pretty much the case? That that is correct. Okay. Okay. So now, um, let me let me uh, um, talk about where we're trying to go that'd be uh, that'd in be the great. future with that piece because we we understand that that's a hard uh, road to be honest to travel for a lot of individuals to uh, get the magazine and then turn around and mail it to their loved ones on the inside. So we are diligently working right now to get these magazines inside the uh, institution so that that's a burden that we can take off of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're working with uh, uh, getting this magazine on the tablets so that all of this information about the organizations and all of these programs that these uh, incarcerated individuals who are preparing to transition back out into the community and society, they can get this information in a timely fashion where they can actually absorb it, understand it, utilize it, and actually implement it before their release. And that would take that burden off of those loved ones having to send it to them. Right. And I think they could have it subscribed because at least in Idaho, you can't uh, I could not send it to a friend of mine or to a relative of mine unless it was in a subscription form. So that's going to be a burden right. for at least here in Idaho. I know that. And I know that's the right. same in California also. So those well, two you situations. Know you're right, Mark. Yeah, that, that happens around the country. And we are approved to mail to pretty much all the prisons because we are the the originators of the magazine. So as, as long as it, as it comes from us, it will be uh, received and accepted. Well, I hope, too, as you go forward with it, um, I think so much jobs are certainly one issue, but I think the two things I would have you uh, address, and maybe we can talk about those now, are the housing issues are major issues for us, in, at least in mm -hmm. Idaho and I know in the West. Housing is in such short supply, and so often when you have that felony conviction with you, housing is a big issue. And so... Maybe those kinds of topics would be good for people as they're looking to get out of incarceration. That's a huge issue. And I think the other thing, and maybe we can address too, is taking people who have made it, if you will, and have uh, restructured their lives and are being successful. I think too often we don't highlight those stories. And it sounds like you've got a vehicle, if you will, to do that. Would right. That, would that you be know, something you'd be doing? Yeah, it's interesting that you would say that because we're actually working on the November issue where we're actually going to uh, highlight some of those individuals that have been incarcerated and have been released 
and just gone on to do phenomenal things uh, back in the community. Uh, when you talk about housing, uh, that's one of the things we also talk about uh, in our magazine. We talk about housing. We talk about jobs. Uh, we provide uh, information in regards to reentry job fairs that are just set aside for individuals that have been formerly incarcerated. Mm -hmm. uh, we also highlight information about expungement clinics. Okay. So this this is something that we really wanted to do was to just really dig in deep every month and provide uh, justice-involved individuals things that they really want to know about because uh, you'll, you'll find some of this information in the news and in newspapers, but what we wanted to do was bring the information together under one magazine so every month when you got a magazine from us, you know that we're going to report and give you in-depth information about the things that really matter to you to, you know, to help you get integrated back into society. Yep. I think the support, is this, uh, is it a nonprofit or is it a for-profit magazine or how do you guys uh, are, We are a, a, a for-profit magazine, okay. but we primarily work with nonprofit organizations and corporations that, you know, that, that share the same passion when it comes to helping individuals uh, to, you know, to really get back into society, get on their feet, and to move on. And I, I like to say that we're actually uh, forming a partnership right now as we speak with uh, the Securus Foundation. Uh, Securus also has a for-profit side, but they have a nonprofit side as well. So we're very happy to be working with them, and they work with the nonprofit community, you know, for all things uh, reentry. So uh, mm -hmm. that's just one of many uh, upcoming partnerships that we'll be reporting on in our magazine in the months to come. Yeah, like I said, I hope and uh, you need to you need to be successful and you need to be sustained. And so I can, I can appreciate that there are certainly people who are in the private sector want to support you because they want to connect with returning citizens on an ongoing basis. But I'm glad to hear that you're linking up so that you'll be there for a while to have some impact because again, I can't, I can describe what I've seen in terms of the pictures guys who are listening to our voice, but this looks like a really professional approach to this. And, Thank heavens you guys are doing that. So I, I really appreciate it. And it sounds, like, it, Mark. it sounds like you're doing the credible work in terms of building those coalitions with people that will make it successful. Talk about that process for you, especially since you guys, you know, I guess Todd has worked in it a little bit, but how you guys have uh, broached that subject in terms of building those coalitions. I'm going to let uh, Patrick respond to that. I think he is uh, even more qualified than myself. So, uh, Patrick, can you uh, fill us in on that? <laughs> no problem, no problem. Uh, what I would say is uh, that experience came from me actually chairing the Planning District uh, 16 Reentry Council. Uh, I employ everybody out there, if, um, if you can just go to a reentry council meeting, it will be uh, greatly beneficial to you simply because you're there with the community resources and those resources are the individuals you need to know to help your family members, your friends, or just those individuals that are trying to transition back into society. Uh, what we, what, what we learn very quickly is that their backs are against the wall. 
if the work isn't done before they're released, then as soon as they get out, they're back against the wall trying to find exactly what you were talking about earlier, a place to live. Mm -hmm. We have so many individuals here in Virginia who come right out and they go straight into homelessness. Uh, they're trying to uh, get food. They're tr they are unemployed. So by me being on that Planet District 16 Reentry Council, it put me right in the midst of all of the community resources that we need to help these individuals and put this great magazine together on a national uh, level, because that's what we saw. We saw is that we just don't need this here. We need this in every state across the nation. No, I totally I totally agree with that. I just I think the uh, I commend you for what you're attempting to do. I I'm looking for secrets because again, uh, I'm a part of uh, Just Leadership's group and I'm a fellow from 2018 and just completed that training. So I've been back and forth in New York all year and I know that I've been mandated to kind of take the skills that they taught me and kind of Share those with Idaho, I guess you would say. And I think it is all about building these coalitions with people who, where we can articulate the things that are happening to us and build those coalitions to change the things that make housing easier, that make our lives a little bit easier. Because by and large, at least in Idaho, you know, 98% of the people who are incarcerated are going to get out. So they're going to be our neighbors. And so let's just start working together now is the right. best situation. And as you guys are well aware, we are in a nation that um, certainly incarcerates 25% of the world's population that's incarcerated, and we're only 5% of that population of the world. So that's something that we really need to address and get focused on to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, so I love what you're doing. That's why I prompted the calls and got you guys talking with me now. But you're in hey, Washington. You're in Washington, the D.C., so you're in the heart of where all this can happen. Is any of this that work you're doing political on your on your part or lobbying those sorts of things? That's a, that's another area that we are definitely moving toward too, Mark. Uh, we've started making those connections. Uh, we we already uh, have a connection with the Attorney General's office. Uh, we work hand in hand with them. We also uh, have a connection with the Governor's office. So we're we're working that too because we also understand that for it to have true change we need to get the uh, legislative change too and we need to also have our prison reform we need to get on all those levels which is me and ty before we got on this phone call we were talking about guess what elections coming up yeah, yeah. we need all of these formerly incarcerated to understand how you get your uh, voting rights you need to vote you need to become a force that's a true. movement and change and the, the the voting rights are just varied by the states uh like whereas right. somebody like florida who can't vote at all all those things need to yep. be redone and so it's yeah it is there is tons of stuff for us to do as people who are returning citizens that is an understatement so tell me where hey mark yes sir i wanted to also mention because i don't think we talked about this um we are actually already on tablets and the uh, organization that we work with our uh, tablet partner is called edobo okay. and they and their tablets are education in nature okay. and uh we we actually have some of the courses we have 
is uh, one of the courses is how to obtain uh, identification in the state of California because, you know, for individuals that may have been incarcerated a while, obviously their uh, driver's license and different forms of identification may have expired. Absolutely. So, what, yeah, what we do is we walk them through all of the steps prior to them being released on what to do before they get out. So, you know, we, we really want to make sure that People are empowered, as Patrick said earlier. And another course uh, that we have uh, is, it's called the RDAP program, and it's the Bureau of Prisons program for uh, individuals uh, that have succumbed to uh, substance abuse. Now, the Bureau of Prisons only accepts a certain number of people to this program every year, but it's it's probably one of the BOP's most popular programs because if you complete this program successfully, you'll get one year taken off your sentence. Oh, so federal, what we that's do federal we, time, right? Yeah. Federal time, yeah. yeah, federal time. That is correct. <laughs> so we, we've taken a lot of time to uh, put that course together, and we're able to see, uh, we, we have access to uh, dashboards to see who actually takes our courses, their completion rates, uh, all that information to see how they're being engaged when they take the course. And uh, we just want to highlight that you know, we've th- these are some of the things we're doing now. So uh, they just keep, uh, you know, just keep returning an investment that we give to them. They're just giving it back to us by letting us know that they appreciate the good content that's going to allow them to uh, really, you know, hit the ground running once they're released. Okay, guys, I, I, we're going to run out of time, and I just I think we've only scratched the surface of how we can potentially work together. Mm-hmm. I thank you two for both being on. Uh, I hope this is a start of an ongoing kind of communication. I think we both have uh, probably similar links in our past that can work together and make this more effective. And uh, perhaps we'll have you back, and we'll do it again as you're kind of up and going. Is that okay? Yes, we'll yeah. be happy to come back. Okay, yeah, definitely. Thank you guys so much for being on, uh, and uh, we'll be right back. You alone have risen, you alone have saved us, you alone have rescued us from the grave. Glorious, you reign now, all creation cries out, you alone are king. You Again, I want to thank uh, I want to thank the gentleman for um, coming on the radio. This is very positive, guys. I mean, this is people. We've got now major magazines out about returning citizens. I love it. If you need to get in touch with us, we can. We're easy to reach. You can reach us at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can email us systemicchangeofidaho.com. All mail, all printed out on email. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code two zero eight. Four seven seven one zero zero six. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.